Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I am Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. And hello, June. That's right. It's June. I can't believe it's almost summer. I'm looking forward to getting out there in the world a little bit more and all of that kind of good stuff. So let's let's dig into the astrology for June and just start to unpack it. And of course, we've got to remember that we are in a Mercury retrograde, a Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Now this started at the very end of last month of May on the 29th. So we're firmly in, can you firmly be in, but we're in (laughs) fully, maybe not firmly, but fully in that retrograde energy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. The other thing is when Stephanie and I were looking and going through the Astro for the month, we took a look at this and we kind of said, oh my, oh my, there's a lot going on. So we've got the Mercury retrograde. We're in eclipse season. We do have the solar eclipse in Sagittarius coming up on the 26th. It joins the Mercury retrograde. No, 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 no. That was coming up on the 10th. I'm thinking of the lunar eclipse on May 26th. Right, exactly. Okay, let's just jump Perfect. in, right? And, and the, we also have Uranus square Saturn. <laughs> right. This is so Mercury retrograde. I, it's uh, so Mercury retrograde. And as we said, what is one of the words for the month is not just Mercury is the highlight, but Murky is the highlight for June. So It's like Mercury and Mercury. And this is so perfect, right? Like here we are in Mercury retrograde and we have had, just to let you all know, some uh, snafus already with our recording. So I always feel like the minute you're in Mercury retrograde, you talk about it and Mercury retrograde can be amazing. You do have to just look out for those like little snafus and those little challenges when it comes to communication. So we're like right in the like track of the planet right now. Yeah, and let's do a little reminder about working with those Mercury retrogrades energies. You know, it's, you know, it's a time to like, you know, just learn to go with the flow and be patient and not be in a rush to like get things done or get things out there. It's this time of regrouping, realigning, and just really kind of honoring, you know, the energies of things maybe slowing down a bit. For sure, slowing down a bit, right? And it's Mercury in Gemini. I mean, Mercury is really happy in Gemini. It's its home turf. So the planet of communication is in the sign of information gathering and sharing. And yet it's not exactly the perfect time to share out in the world, right? Because it's not in direct motion. It's in retrograde motion. It's Mm -hmm. retracing its steps. So we should retrace our steps so that we can hone our message, reconsider, reassess, re-edit, and also Mm -hmm. consider that there may be some more tendency for a communication snafu. Know that. And then you have more patience for that, right? More understanding for that. 
Yeah. And, you know, because it is in Gemini, it has so much to do with that communication, you know what I mean? And, and getting that out there. So, okay. So a good reminder on the Mercury retrograde, and it's going to be going on for a good part of the month. It goes direct, I think on June the 22nd. So while this is all going on, of course, then we've got the, uh, the solar eclipse in Gemini on June the 10th, joining the Mercury retrograde. So this is where the murky kind of comes in, you know, the, the energy start to become eclipse. So we're in a retrograde anyway. And then we've got this eclipse coming in, just kind of joining in this energy of what's real, what's happening, not being able maybe to see clearly, you know, really needing some time to like get clear about what's happening. Yeah. And that eclipse also is like closely squaring Neptune, adding to the murkiness and the obscuring. Yes, right, right. So, you know, a solar eclipse is a new moon. So it is, it ushers in a new cycle. And yet, as we've said before, with the solar eclipse, we oftentimes find that things end, right? The field is cleared Mm -hmm. so that something can actually really come in and take root. But where I think the stress is, right, we talk about this a lot, where the stress may come for ourselves or just in the environment around us with a solar eclipse is, you know, things are ending. You know that there's a sea change and something's beginning, but you can't clearly see the outline of it, right? Like the definition of it. And it's being okay with that, you know, being okay with like that there's not full clarity and not to push for full clarity. So it's that same message too about, you know, with Mercury retrograde, we're having the patience, we're going back over things. With the eclipse, we're having the patience, we're going back over, we're sitting with things, we're feeling into them, and then realizing that that itself is instrumental for what is going to be ushered in. Yeah. And, you know, I think also, you know, just to dovetail to the, uh, the other eclipse on the one, the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on the 26th of last month, you know, it's like we're in those eclipse energies. And we've talked about before, it's not just the day of the eclipse. So you feel these energies before and after. And so we're definitely, you know, we call it eclipse season. Right. And we've also talked a little bit about that polarity between Sagittarius and Gemini, which is where the eclipses are happening and how that polarity has so much to do with what we're talking about, communication, learning, higher wisdom, getting to that bigger picture, looking for discernment, you know, about what's going on. And so with everything that's happening out there in the world, you know, it's really interesting that you know, how we understand things, how we see things. Our communication has this kind of retrograde eclipse happening around it. And so it's, again, this time to be very mindful about, you know, what you're perceiving and giving yourself time and using your own discernment and not being overreactionary. And it's also kind of fascinating to see what's happening out there in the greater world, you know, whether it's politically or in the news or with all that communication. So it's a very interesting time. Very interesting. I mean, completely to what you said is really important. I think it's also important as not to become too analytical, right? Yes. I mean, Gemini wants to sort of 
consider and but it's like don't be so analytical and just in that rational mind with all that neptune too and that mercury retrograde also be in your intuitive mind and feel into things and i think you know gemini also reminds us that there's not one way it's not about a single lane it's let's consider that okay but what about considering that like considering and weighing the options so when you do both have a challenge instead of just that immediately thinking this must be the problem, you know, this, or this must be the solution, or this is where the blockage is, is what else could it be, right? Mm -hmm. Having that intellectual versatility, which is one of the things that Gemini offers us. And I would say too, just in general, even though things may not be clear just yet, what's getting invited in is a new way for all of us to know, to share, to synthesize, to understand. And where in your life do you want something to blossom in that mm. realm of education and understanding, you know, and knowledge transfer? Yeah, you know, I like that you're bringing this idea up of like, allowing in for new energies or allowing in for new ways of thinking and being. Cause I kind of feel like that's what it's all about right now, you <laughs> know, right. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and when you think about those eclipses on a deeper level, I mean, isn't that what they're all about is this opportunity to, you know, dig in a little bit deeper and to let go of maybe, you know, some of the ways we've done things before. We'll talk about this with Uranus square Saturn coming up. But I love that that idea of holding space to allow new ways of thinking and being to come in during these periods, especially right now. The other thing is we're talking about all this with the Gemini energy. The word that does come to mind is discernment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you use the idea intuition of like not getting, not being overly intellectual or overly, you know, you know, caught up in the facts is to like, let that deeper sense of knowing to come in to allow that deeper discernment, you know, about what's real for you, because it's, it's probably different than what's real for everybody else. And let that come through. I think that's very powerful. That's really beautiful. I mean, because it feels too, right, that it's almost with the Mercury retrograde and the eclipse and Jupiter's and Pisces, right? That there is that sense of allowance. Like if we can yeah. just rest in allowance, it's not like I have to work really hard to get clarity or I have to work really hard to figure it out. What if I just made space? Mm-hmm. There's no race. Ooh, that was a rhyme. There's just space. And yeah. what bubbles up that allows me to further know and share that knowing? Yeah. You know, the other thing just to mention astrologically is this is all kind of uh, the eclipse is sandwiched in between some other stuff with Mercury just adding to, um, you know, that kind of hazy daisy kind of energy. <laughs> you know, Mercury is square Neptune. You mentioned that. And then also the sun is square Neptune. And so the eclipse is all kind of sandwiched in between those Neptune squares. And Neptune loves to just cloud everything up. But it's also, like you're saying, very intuitive. It brings in the imagination. It brings in those higher levels, right? So that's just another layer to the retrograde and the eclipse. Yeah, completely. And one thing, you know, we sometimes talk about cloudy, and I never got this until you just said what you just said, is that oftentimes, like, if we look at the clouds there, it's cloudy. It's like you can't see anything, 
but you can see in the clouds, right? One, mm. like how do the clouds sort of diffuse the light and show you new patterns? How do you make out the shapes that might, you know, sort of inspire some hit of awareness, right? Yeah. So mm. remembering that cloudiness does not mean not knowing. <sighs> Ooh, Stephanie, I like that. I like it. Like it's diffused light, you know, so it's like you're just looking for the light differently. I think that's, mm, that's so mystical of you. That feels all very, (laughs) (laughs) you know, diffused light, like coming to knowledge and understanding in some different ways. And again, like you said, maybe going from that internal knowing that intuition and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. So we got to talk about Uranus <laughs> square Saturn. And of course I say that with a little quaver in my voice, just because, you know, this has been, this is happening all year. It's, it's in the, the, in the landscape all year long, but, um, and I'm going to, you know, you're in tra- charge of the dates. So I'll have you give us the dates, but we've got the one happening this month on the 14th of June. This is the second of three this year. Uh, when was the first one, Stephanie? If I, if my memory is serving me well, I think it was February 17th. And the last one is sometime in December. I'm not able to, it's Mercury retrograde. Can okay. I blame it on Mercury retrograde? I can't access that detail right yes, now. Yes, you can. Yes. You know, I, I, it's not fair that I make you keep, keep track of all the, of all the <laughs> dates. So, okay. So here we go. We've got uh, Saturn in Aquarius square, Uranus in Taurus and two fixed signs and not happy together. So it's kind of like <laughs> the old guard versus the new guard. And this aspect is really about breaking away those structures that are no longer working. So here we are, you know, before talking about new energy and being open to me, that's just like the, that's just exactly what the Uranus Saturn square is all about. Yeah, right. It it like mirrors what we were just talking about through those other influences, but from a different angle. And it's so interesting to see how that Saturn Uranus, you know, Saturn, as you said, is the old guard. It's the conservative. Mm-hmm. It's history. It's the way things have been. Uranus is more of that teenager rebellious energy that like does things a different way. And, you know, one thing we've talked about that we've noticed is that it's very unclear right now who's playing Saturn and who's playing Uranus, right? Like, for example, <laughs> on a political level, right, in terms of what just happened in the House with um, Liz Cheney, right? The conservative, which would be Saturn, is actually playing the Uranian, like, rebellious role, right? So it's yeah. interesting to sort of see, like, who's playing what role and how do we forge structure around the breakdown of structure and the rebuilding of structure, but to watch for surprises and our favorite stay bouncy, right? And how do you find, you know, be open to new patterns and new ways of organizing things or organizing principles in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's interesting. We, we talked about this, you know, uh, off camera or off Mike or whatever that day, (laughs) June 10th, not June 10th, excuse me, June 14th is also Donald Trump's birthday. So that, you know, Saturn Uranus (laughs) square is right on his sun. Right. So, well, or it's actually in, right. It's in his solar return chart. In his solar return chart. So his whole year, like you look at your birthday chart on your birthday and that gives you another read of what the next year may 
invite for you. Mm -hmm. So all year, like his being and everybody born on June 14th has that Uranus Saturn tension together. Yeah. Tension's a really, really good word. It'll it'll be interesting to kind of see what unfolds there. And I think for, you know, just all of us personally about, again, working with that energy, you know, you, you brought up our favorite hashtag, which is stay bouncy. I, again, I think it's just really being open to, you know, not feeling like you've got to do everything like you've done it before. You know what I mean? And, and just looking at, you know, what's working and what's not working and being willing to like, let go of what's not working. And sometimes the way this works is I believe like, if you're not like willing to let it go, the old universe, (laughs) knock, 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 will come in and go, you know what? You weren't willing to let that go and it wasn't working. So, you know, we'll help you. (laughs) And we'll just come and take that away from you. Or we'll create some kind of conflict or crisis to get your attention where it's so kind of like in your face, so to speak, like, I really need to like, let this go or move on or reevaluate or reinvent in some way. Oh my God. I'm so happy you brought that up because that is very true and very apparent. And I think Mm -hmm. us knowing that is also really helpful. It's like, oh yeah, that is that thing that I didn't do, but needed to be done. So like the universe, like as the superhero, like swooped in (laughs) and like helped to make it happen. And I can't think too, you know, why it's really important for us to take a disciplined Saturn, responsible Mm. Saturn, approach to reinventing Uranus patterns Mm -hmm. in our life that no longer work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's Mm -hmm. our job. That's our, you know, that's what we should focus upon all year. And it feels very strong this month to be proactive about that, as opposed to it's needing to happen. The universe sweeps in and or swoops in. I love swoop, swoops in. And then we're shocked and surprised, very Uranus, right? And sort of a little bit asunder. So where can we all be proactive in our life to make the change that we know really wants to be made? Yeah. You know, let me give a, like an example kind of how that's kind of working for me right now, because you brought up that very Saturnine idea of discipline, you know what I mean? And routine and structure. And so one of the things that's been coming up for me and I'm looking at is kind of reinventing my schedule. You know, which it feels so Saturn schedule. Here's my routine. I see clients on these days. I do this on that day. And then here's Uranus coming in saying, you know, can we shake that up a little bit? Can we restructure your structure? You know, can it be more in sync perhaps with where you are today instead of it being something you set up, you know, a couple years ago? So I'm kind of like bringing in that more Uranian, like let's think outside the box. Let's shake up. Up that routine Saturn so it can be more, you know, in my personal flow and in my, 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 my personal, you know, synchronicity. Oh my God, Megan, I'm so happy you brought that up, right? Because that is a lived example yeah. of how that is showing up for you and how you're using that wisdom of what the here and the now is offering, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's also one more thing I'd like to say is, for all of us, right? These are the general principles, but you can even find out more details for yourself individually by seeing 
where is Saturn and Uranus hanging out in your chart right now? Yeah. You know, which houses, so which realms of your life is, are they connecting to a planet? Same thing yeah. for that solar eclipse. Where is that solar eclipse like showing up for you? You know, yeah. and what's being invited in, what newness is is wanting to emerge. So, and that's something you could look by knowing your chart or working with an astrologer, you know, either of us or other people. So just to know that's another way of digging into the richness of the opportunity. Yeah. And isn't that, isn't that what astrology is all about? You know, is giving us this way to understand because things, and we're talking very generally, but you're saying, you know, this is, we can relate this or you can relate this very personally to your life journey. And that yes. to me is just one of the many beauties of astrology. So, all right. So should we talk a little bit about the tarot card for the month that just kind of like ties into this whole kind of mercury, Let's murky vibe? Let's do it. I'm going to be a little Gemini and just throw two more facts out. Three, oh, please, and then like we'll yeah, do them absolutely. as facts. Just again, something you said before, June 22nd is when Mercury retrograde is over. Just to reiterate yes, that. Yes. The yes, 23rd yes. is the Cancer New Moon. Mm, um, I mm. love stations. So I love to like pay attention to those. Like as do you. June 20th is the solstice. It's also when Jupiter stations retrograde. So around that time, things may feel big or excessive or very positive or very expansive. And back to our friend known as Murky on June 25th, <laughs> Neptune. <laughs> stations retrograde. So a few days before that, a few days after that, things may feel murky and diffuse and dreamy and water maybe a theme and, you know, our longings. So like tune to the mystical, your intuition to art, whatever inspires you. So that's it for the Gemini facts. Yeah. And no, no, I'm so sorry. glad you brought those those up. And I'm now I'm going to be even more Gemini and I want to go back to something because, you know, I don't know. I was like ahead of myself there. But can we just talk for one minute about the, the solstice in, ca in, ca in cancer, sun in, right? The summer solstice, yeah. the sun's in cancer. And then also that's Jupiter stationing retrograde in Pisces, you know, because I do feel mm. like, you know, here we are that we think about you know, the solstice we think about is officially summer, you know, and with that Jupiter kind of expansive kind of energy with that water, it'll be interesting to see kind of maybe what flow opens up for all of us, you know? So I think that, I just wanted to say that, I think that could be kind of a, 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 a nice little period, those few days. Beautiful, beautifully sad. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so we're going to jump ahead now to the, the tarot <laughs> card for the month, right? At which um, we chose the actually <laughs> the Ten of Swords, and I feel like we should have a little dun 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 <laughs> like soundtrack there because for those of you that know the tarot and the archetypes, well, first of all, we chose the Minor Arcana, the Suit of Swords, just because swords have so much to do with their air, and they rule the mind and the intellect and our thought process. And so the Ten of court Swords, for those of you that know the Tro, is usually in traditional decks, the guy that's face down and he's got 10 swords in his back. And so it's a death card. It's a card of unforeseen endings. It's a card of kind of like where the rug gets pulled out from you. There's a betrayal aspect to it. And so with this card, usually when anyone sees it, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is like kind of one of those dreaded cards. Now, when when we were looking at this part of why we chose to um, 
to chose to choose it is because this card is actually ruled by the sun and the moon in the sign of Gemini. Every card of the minor arcana has a ruling astrological planet and sign. So this is a sun and the moon in Gemini. We thought that fit in with the energies. And also it's a 10 and the, the Gemini solar eclipse is on the 10th. So it's perfect. So let me talk to you a little bit about this card. Indeed, it is a card of endings and completion. But a lot of times those endings and completions come from this energy of getting so caught up in the mind and the intellect and overthinking, we literally like implode into our own selves. And so ultimately with this card, it is this invitation to rise above a little bit, to elevate our thought process, um, the way we think, our perceptions to a higher level and really not get caught up in the mercury, you know, overthinking analytical self, because it's for whatever reason, it's that part of self that's not working and it needs to come to an end in some way. Now mm-hmm. in, in my deck, the Couture Troy, I actually show this crystal staircase where you're going up to the heavens. And so there is this invitation because it's a 10 and 10s are ending. So there's a death, but there's also a rebirth. And so there is both the ending and the new beginning, as we've been talking about energies of this card. And if we can get out of our heads and overthinking and open up this bigger perspective, then the rebirth, then the illumination, then the forward moving comes in. So it's just this reminder of like, you know, don't overthink, don't get stuck in your thought process, especially if it's becoming detrimental or really starting to like bog you down. Step back, reevaluate, realign, discern, go to a bigger picture. So I love that this energy fits so well with the Ten of Swords for this month and that we can bring a little bit different, here we are, different perspective to understanding this archetype. I think that is so helpful. And the synchronicity, let alone, right, that like this in that card is related to the sun and moon in Gemini and that it's a 10 and then it happens on the 10th. It just feels so (laughs) meant to be in terms of the wisdom of this tarot card that you found for the month. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is wrapping things up for June. I, you know, thank you everybody for tuning in. Have a great month. Stay bouncy. You can, (laughs) we love hearing from you. Talk about Gemini and communication. Don't hesitate to reach out. We're at sodivine.us. Stephanie's at stephaniegaling.com. I'm at meganskinner.com. We love hearing from you. Have a great June. Have a great June. Don't forget to ride the waves. Be patient with the murkiness. Big shout out and thank you to our producers, Nick Patri and Sebastiano Tecchio. And as always, a big thank you and so much appreciation to you, Megan, and to all of you out there listening. Happy June.